going on, Fox FM? I'm AJ, and this is Mark. And wherever it is you get your pods, subscribe, share, and leave us a good rating. This segment is sponsored by Thinking Man Tavern, a cozy Decatur neighborhood pub. Grab a tasty beverage from a wide variety of selections and a plate of something delicious from the menu. To go, check out Thinking Man Tavern. Welcome to another Five Stripe Weekly episode. And yes, we will start with the official announcement of Tiago Almada. Yeah, the long rumored player that, uh, yeah, you know, had the troubles along with him, the due diligence, the NFL level due diligence that the team was doing. And uh, we learned that uh, from. Uh, a number of sources, but also definitely uh, Felipe Cardenas' article that, uh, yeah, that NFL-level uh, due diligence also included the league as well in that process. So, uh, you know, mm-hmm. there is a little bit maybe of those fears maybe assuaged, but, uh, yeah, definitely in this sense, uh, yeah, that's made official that he has signed a contract through the 2025 season and he will be a designated player he will occupy an international roster slot and uh yeah in that sense you know uh a guy that definitely has oodles of talent uh definitely a guy that uh at least on transfer market was probably i mean i think if not the top player in uh, South America and uh, definitely Argentina. And so, you know, in that sense, mm-hmm. a guy that, uh, you know, has that um, that pedigree at such a young age, uh, you know, 24 mm-hmm. goals, 11 assists in 100 matches, that's that's a really pretty decent return. That's pretty much uh, a goal. Right. Especially for a number 10 type of player, a... Uh, you know, pretty much one in three games, he will have a goal or an assist, essentially. So, you know, that ain't too bad. Uh, a little bit over mm-hmm. that, uh, actually. But, um, you know, a guy that uh, I think Velez Sarsfield's fans will miss as well. Uh, the team mm-hmm. announced it with, um, you know, kind of a little bit of an introduction to uh, the player uh, and LA United as well, uh, just like uh, mm-hmm. George Bello with Armenia Billifield or Bellafeld. Right. But uh, yeah, you know uh, there is some uh, some elephants I would say in the room that uh, you know that need to be talked about, and definitely sure. part of that was uh, why they were doing the due diligence because of the court case. They were pretty much waiting it out. They, uh, pretty much in every sense of the word, uh, had to make sure that if they were going to enact that option that they had to buy, uh, for Mm -hmm. Almada, that, uh, it was something that, uh, you know, it was worth doing. They said that they liked the player, but they also, they want to make sure that, uh, of what they're getting. And so, uh, right. you know, in that sense, do you like what you've heard about, uh, you know, what they've said so far? And, you know, we'll get into some of the other bits as well, but, you know, that first bit. Yeah, I think that, um, 
I think that I don't, I don't mean this in a backhanded sense, but I think they've done what they were supposed to do, right? Like I think in all of this, uh, it, it's pretty clear, right, that they've had these responses lined up, um, right, and and media availability, Tiago Mata's media media availability. You know, it's clear that they had a plan uh, from the moment they announced his signing throughout the week. Um, and so I think they've done, and that's, I, 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 the responses are satisfactory, right? Um, you know, they went into the due diligence process as much as they could, I guess. Um, you know, Felipe also, so you mentioned Felipe Cardenas, of course, he did a sit down with a Q and A with, uh, Darren Niels and, uh, I hope I'm saying that right. Um, the, um, um, the other executive, um, but yeah, one of the, you know, one of the quotes that uh, he says in here is that basically, you know, the player um, Amato was not arrested. You know, he was not uh, ever wanted by the authorities. Um, and so, you know, he, he was, I guess, a person of interest in that sense. Um, but I guess uh, by their explanation, um, he was never really the main person in the case. So um, I, that is a sense of relief. I mean, look, there's always a part of me that would have wished that, you know, we didn't go for a player that was linked to a sexual assault case. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in this case, it does seem like the team did, I guess, their part in terms of investigating. I thought it was also funny. He um, he mentioned that uh, they worked with a couple law firms and actually declined to reveal who they are because he didn't want other teams to have that same access to them which is honestly kind of smart like i can't you know it it makes sense like law firms are actually quite busy so um you know it is true protect i guess a couple couple of relationships in that sense Mm. okay um Although, yeah, yeah, if they did a great job, you probably think they would have wanted to refer them. You know, maybe uh, get them some more business. But, yeah, totally, I get it. It's like, yeah, they uh, lo- the when you find a good one, you don't really want to, uh, you know, make them too, too busy. that They can't do the rest of your work. But, uh, exactly. But <laughs> they're... Uh, I'd also thought... Uh-huh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, uh, you know, the fact that Cardenas... Um, actually had to sit down with uh, Darren Neels and the rest of the front office when it, less than a year ago, Darren Neels yeah. went on radio and basically took him to task, called out his credibility and so on. So, I mean, I think, that, I think there's a level of which the club heard the fans. Yeah. You know, they realized that, like, they weren't just going to uh, just uh, get over um, and sort of just... Uh, you know not have i guess some level of explanation and so uh in that sense i think they show that they were aware of um you know of the fans concerns and i think did as as much as they reasonably could to address it yeah because there are some very real concerns of course um i mean uh they have said that uh you know in terms of the other bits uh the other elephant in the room was the racist gesture in Tokyo during the Olympics, and uh, yeah, definitely something that um, you know I have a bone to pick in that sense. But uh, yeah, you know the supporters groups, uh, you know Footy Mob Resurgence definitely had something to say about it. They uh, you know weren't too keen on the uh, the announcement. The 
day after and during that uh, press conference as well, Darren Eels did mention that. Uh, yeah, in terms of that goal celebration, Tiago accepts that uh, that was racially insensitive. He knows that is not behavior that's expected at our club. He knows that it's wrong um, and that uh, he has, uh, you know, offered contrition. And so there is that. Uh, and, you know, if he does actually, um, you know, realize the wrongs, you know, I, I think we can accept the apologies and we can accept the, um, you know, that he's a young kid. He, yes, uh in terms of the gesture, it's something that, uh, you know, uh, Bella Sarsfield's fans do slash, uh, you know, Argentine people do. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it still doesn't make it okay uh, whatsoever. <laughs> you know, like, it's one of those things where, again, I, I'm going to uh, point it out again. Just because Italian fans do the monkey gestures or... Uh, not gestures, but the sounds, and it's part of their culture, it doesn't make it okay. So, you know, it's honestly, it's fucked up that uh, we still have to even, like, talk about it in this day and age. Uh -huh. So, uh, you know, it's one of those. We, uh, we can get past it, the, the contrition, if it's real, okay. You know, let's, uh, let's make mm -hmm. sure... Uh, now, yeah, let's not make it a, a hat trick uh, with anything here in Atlanta. Right. Uh, right. Because, yeah, definitely he needs to be on his best behavior if he wants to be able to make it to Europe. Because, yeah, right. he's definitely got that talent. He is a very, mm -hmm. very talented player. Uh, and, you know, he is that kind of number 10 type of player that uh, will be able to uh, help us you know, unlock some defenses. Now, will he be able to be, you know, that type of player that's, uh, you know, maybe on a, a low block, uh, like can help us break down that type of team? I don't know. Uh, hopefully so. But uh, it seems like, you know, in transition, he's very, very strong there. And, uh, you know, the quick decision-making then uh, is something that's, uh, you know, is a strong suit for him. Uh, and plus, you know, the fact that he's also with uh, the first team of the Argentine squad, the Argentine national team, like that's, I think, just speaks volumes. Uh, oh, and oh, by the way, he is the record signing for MLS, like, <laughs> like 16 million. Like, yeah, I mean, it's that's reported anyway. It's not official. They don't ever really admit to that stuff, but uh, it's very much right. that. So, but, uh, yeah, so Tiago Almada, he also spoke with the, the press, like uh, Mark alluded to. And he said that, uh, yeah, um, you know, he said, I can't talk about the investigation because of those involved. Regarding the goal celebration at Belez, I apologize to the fans, and I know that it's unacceptable. I know what Atlanta United is as an organization, and I'm proud to be here. Uh, he also has talked about... Uh, uh, that Barco spoke highly of Atlanta as a city, uh, a club, the fans, and the stadium during the Summer Olympics. And, uh, yeah, you know, he's just going to try to perform on the pitch. And, uh, yeah, you know, he's been saying all the right words. Uh, looks like his PR team has been, uh, you know, 
working overtime so that's you know a good thing he's gonna have to have like Mesut Ozil like uh you know PR teams for uh what he's mm -hmm. gonna have to uh I think deal with maybe um you know in some other markets but uh you know it's uh just all part of the game you know in that sense Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, mm -hmm. Gonzalo Pineda also spoke about uh, you know Amada completing the squad. We have all the ingredients, which are great. If we can bring the cherry for the cake, it's fantastic. Yeah, what uh, what thoughts do you have on all of this? I mean, you know, it's a it's a lot for sure. Yeah. Um, so you know, I. I will say is I loathe when people like just throw out someone's ex uh, age as an excuse as to why, you know, as defense as to why they did something. Uh, but he is a, he is a young man. Um, it is, I totally agree with you that it's, it's ridiculous that anybody is still doing um, the pulled back eyelids and whatever. It's, it's racist. Like it doesn't matter. doesn't matter what country it's, it's in, you know, or what culture it is like, don't act like you can't criticize another culture's racism or don't act like racism doesn't exist in other cultures like i don't know i feel i have no problem critiquing uh in this case our genius culture uh for i think what is a, a backwards gesture but and yeah um i think um in that sense too you know the club his teammates can be uh, a positive influence uh, positive peer pressure if you will and um yeah you know it's like show him that you know certain things are not acceptable of course uh with regards to uh the case and you know how involved was he in that um i you know we just have to see i mean it, it's uh so far so good right it seems like he uh, wasn't too involved i hope first of all i hope i hope nothing happened right like you know the most importantly and um i certainly hope that uh a player that is now an elite United player was not involved in any way, shape, or form. So, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, he's an exciting talent. There's no, there's no denying that. Um, you know, he, right up there with, I guess, Julian Alvarez in terms of uh, Argentinian players who, uh, who who just left the league. So, uh, next, like part of their next generation. So, um, I'm curious. I'm curious to see how this goes. I mean. Like I said last week, it's kind of Barco 2.0. Um, you know, maybe there are some things that uh, are working in our favor. And I think, or well, I would hope anyway, the club has learned some lessons into how to help players transition. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess we'll, you know, I guess we'll see. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, definitely uh, so much to uh, really see in the future of uh, Almada because uh, you know if all goes well he's not an Atlanta United player at the end of the season uh, in the off season uh, so you know that's uh, that's definitely you know maybe hopefully so in a sense like we uh, one and done you know that means he's had a really great season and uh, you know oh man so what I would, uh, what I yeah. would like to see is something uh, on the level of of Miggy, you know, like I mean, yeah. he was just lights out in MLS. You could yeah. tell already, you know, you could tell after one season that he was too good for the league. Yeah, you know, it's kind of missed. I think that the league has gotten better in that sense, and so like the yeah. players who stand out to that degree are, you know, fewer and uh, you know far between. But you know, it would be exciting if we had like a, a talent of that level. Definitely, definitely. So yeah. 
some exciting times ahead. And uh, yeah, uh, maybe not so exciting, unfortunately, was those friendlies uh, this past Sunday. <coughs> so uh, yeah, uh, a pair of 3-0 uh, losses in Mexico. Uh, yeah, it's uh, so a double header. It was against Chivas uh, in Guadalajara. And then also we played at Tepatitlan and uh, yeah. It was basically a little bit of uh, yeah the second squad for both teams, but also a couple of starters or maybe not starters, but like uh, guys part of the the first team, and uh, yeah you you could tell how much more uh, I think uh, trained up they were, more match fit they were. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we yeah maybe bar a f- maybe a few attacks that were like kind of promising. Didn't have much going on, but uh, yeah, mm-hmm. we did see Almada get his first start, and uh, yeah, you also saw yeah some uh, some uh, little bits of uh, maybe like rash tackling, some uh, you know a red card as well. I mean, yeah, it was mm-hmm. something that uh, yeah uh, well, we need to iron out. Yeah, a couple reds. It's it's something that uh, yeah, um, you know maybe some uh, some tempers flared uh, is what it is. Uh, but uh, you know not pretty in terms of results. But should we be too fussed? Uh, could you repeat that? Should we be too fussed about all this? Uh, you know, at the end of the day, I think uh, preseason is what it is, which is, you know, building up fitness. And, you know, uh, I guess fair play to Atlanta to scheduling a couple teams that are in the middle of their season. And that's that's what it came up against. I think that's what it really came down to was a uh, difference in fitness and sharpness. Um, and so I think, like, uh, I want to say Chivas scored off of at least a couple set pieces. You know, that's a perfect example of lack of uh, sharpness. Um, you know, a couple times where, you know, they... They got in behind the defense. You know, Miles was uh, beaten a couple times in a way you wouldn't normally expect. And so, uh, yeah, I uh, I wouldn't be too worried. I mean, like, there's obviously things that they still need to work on. And that's the thing, too. I mean, like, I still think that... Um, I do think this team, in that sense, is kind of a work in progress. I mean, you know, of course, uh, Amado is just joining the team. And now he's, uh, he's working on a shorter preseason. So he's going to have to build up fitness and chemistry in that sense. Um... And then, uh, yeah, Rujan, I think, has uh, been the most promising player. Um, and he was one, he was the victim of a studs up challenge. Thankfully, he walked away. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you kind of wonder if we're going to see that during the league uh, now that Barco's gone. They're going to have to file somebody. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, I think, <laughs> yeah, definitely, um, you know, it's really all three of those uh, attacking midfielders probably. Will get a lot of the brunt of that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the punishment for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I I don't think yeah, there's too much concern. Ultimately, uh, you know, really, it's exercise and working out the kinks in friendlies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've had some really poor uh, preseasons before, and yeah, it turned mm-hmm. out all right. Um, Definitely in 2018, yeah. 
definitely uh, was uh, yeah not a spectacular uh, preseason either. But uh, I think definitely the competition has been tougher, at least in Mexico, than uh, yeah. what we faced previously. So I think all mm-hmm. in all, that's a good thing. Uh, now, uh, something that uh, is, yeah, you know, uh, we'll see uh, how you feel about this, Mark. But, uh, yeah, you know, basically, oopsies, uh, Joseph Martinez, he uh, accidentally showed Dom Dwyer, who's on trial with LA United on his IG story uh, pretty much the day before these friendlies. And, uh, yeah, Dom Dwyer did start uh, as the center forward in the the second match against Tepatitlan. And, uh, yeah, you know, this video, you know, I think kind of shows like the the relationship between Dom Dwyer and Jose Martinez that somehow yeah, yeah they've always been a little bit tight you know in that sense they've uh, mm-hmm. I think probably mm-hmm. spoken uh, maybe on social media a good bit and um, mm-hmm. yeah it's it's one of those kind of like mutual respect in a way uh, and yeah if Dom Dwyer made the squad would you accept him as an a former Orlando City player Gosh, you had to like rub that salt in there, didn't you? Yeah. I mean, I guess he's not. He can't be worse than Kulo Torres. Like that's the that's like the one positive I have about this. But can he um, shit house like Kubo Torres? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, he's an Orlando City player. Of course, he can shit house. Um, so no, I. Uh, in all seriousness, like. He's had his struggles before, you know. I mean, we've seen some epicnesses against Atlanta, oh, yes. Oh, uh, yes. you know, like borderline goal line stuff. And so, mm-hmm. um, I guess if he were to make the team, though, uh, and I guess we'll, we'll get to the rumors of uh, the other forward that we're at least linked to, um, but there is a bit of uh, they need to fill out the striker position. I mean, you can't it can't just be Joseph, right? So, right. um you know, I think Don Dwyer is like a third option, a break glass in case of an emergency option. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure, that, that, that's fine. Also, there's this angle to it too. He's uh, not so long ago became single again. Single oh. man in Atlanta. <laughs> there are worse places to be. Just I saying. suppose that's probably true. Uh, <laughs> although, yeah. You know, I don't think we all need to be, uh, you know, uh, battling the likes of Dom Dwyer in the, the supermarket <laughs> or something. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can't knock him for that. That accent, too, it'd be I a know. Rap. That's just oh, un- that's unfair. That's unfair. Uh, but, yeah. but, uh, him as a player, uh, it's been a bit dire, as you kind of uh, know, uh, no pun intended whatsoever. But, uh, yeah, the... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, whoops. But, uh, the... <laughs> In terms of like him uh, at Toronto, that that was not uh, going too well. Uh, yeah, I mean he basically has not been performing, and you know if it's like, uh, yeah, like you're saying, you know, break glass, you know, in case of emergency, or even, uh, yeah, maybe that league minimum, then okay, sure. I think that's probably more of that speed, um, you know, the the garbage minutes maybe, um, mm-hmm. and if he proves otherwise, fantastic, 
you know, uh, right. but uh, we will see. But uh, yeah, in terms of that other rumor, then, uh, yeah, it's pretty much that uh, Luca Martinez de Puy, uh, he's a Mexican Argentinian. Uh, according to Cesar Luis Merlo, that uh, advanced negotiations uh, have already begun. There's a formal offer for a one-year loan with a purchase option. Now, uh, Luca Martinez de Puy, uh, you know, his strengths, uh, according to who scored, uh, say that, yeah, he's good at holding on to the ball. Not so great at aerial duels or his defensive work rates, uh, nor his passing. But uh, he's the type of player that, uh, yeah, you know, maybe while he's, uh, you know, holding on to the ball and maybe getting others involved, that he gets fouled often. Uh, and he likes to play long balls. And yeah, uh, I don't know if that exactly screams out the type of player that we need, but it is maybe a slight difference to Jose Martinez. Uh, you know, maybe mm-hmm. that hold-up striker that, uh, you know, could offer something different. Maybe offer something uh, to play off of with Jose Martinez right? Uh, to run in behind. But, uh, yeah, you know, would you be mad uh, if uh, we uh, put a, you know, U22 slot type of uh, move for uh, Luca Martinez Dupuy? No, I wouldn't. I don't think that's the worst use of that uh, that slot, actually. You know, because it's. I, th- I think. I think. Yeah, combining a, sort of a position of need with potential, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I think. Yeah, you could certainly do worse than that. I mean, of course, I haven't seen him play. I don't actually. We don't actually know what he's capable of. But you know, in theory, it's it's not a bad move. I mean, okay, look at somebody like Ibarra, right? Um, young player that uh, that I think will. You know, he played, he started the uh, versus Chivas, and I think he will have a key role to play this season. Um, and so, yeah, in that sense, I think that it, it makes sense because it's this too, you know, like all these young players are getting, you know, we may want to like hold on to one or two of them and make them a long term uh, player of the club. And so I think, uh, yeah, this, you know, you give yourself um, multiple options with. Yeah. Indeed, dude. Uh, yeah, so it's somebody that, yeah, with that young profile and, uh, you know, the the definite, I think, uh, you know, difference in attacking style, I think will be uh, something that uh, will be quite useful. And, uh, you know, we also, of course, have a uh, Jackson Conway to offer something different as well. But, uh, yeah, Jackson Conway, I think, definitely has, uh, you know, some... Uh, uh, development as well to do and so I think uh, you know uh, we do need that kind of variance of uh, kind of veteran experience and uh, kind of that youthful exuberance slash uh, potential to uh, to tap into but uh, yeah that pretty much is the episode except for the question of the day and the question of the day is well who needs to have a strong final preseason match before the season starts? We will be playing the Birmingham Legion on Sunday, the final preseason friendly of 2022 before the season starts against Sporting KC, of course. So, yeah, who is that player? Let us know in the comments below. 
And that's it for us today. Remember to subscribe to us if you haven't already. Share this episode and leave us a review and rating so we can pop up higher in your rankings. And for Mark, I'm AJ. Thanks so much for listening.